You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today, I really want to talk to you about the household of God, right? So, many of these things come when I'm thinking. So, I was thinking about it, mulling or mulling over it. And it dawned on me, I said, many people don't have a certain experience that you cannot trade for anything else. Now, according to the Bible, the Bible calls us the household of God. Ephesians 2 verse 19. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but you are what? Fellow citizens with the saints and you are of the household of God. Now, many people don't understand what this means. This is saying that what? You are, number one, you're not strangers, you're not foreigners. So, it means if you're not strangers, you're not foreigners, that means you are... <laughs> You are a puzzle. You are, you are. What's the f- opposite of stranger, right? You are familiar. Do you understand? You are family, right? He says, "But you are fellow citizens. You are family with the saints. You are the and you are of the household of God, right?" Of course, um, if you've ever been a Game of Thrones fan, which I'm not, disclaimer. Uh, it's just that you just know about it, Sha. Uh, or see one of the episodes, but we're not the, the fans, 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 Sha. Always mad, but the nonsense there is too much. Anyway, but if you've watched, you probably say whether he says something like, and of the house of Baratia, or the house of this, or house of that, right? The household. Basically, you have the household of God, you have the family of God. In other words, you are of you belong to that um what do you call it? You belong to that clan of God. And so when you realize that you actually belong to the household of god meaning that believers are like your household you know i've said this many times on this podcast that blood is thicker than water but spirit is thicker than blood so it means that the believer that you're looking at i don't care where he is i don't care if he's a scam cheat thief whatever is your brother it's actually your brother your sister and you will find this out the day like you will truly truly find this out the day you cross over in this life if you're a believer, you'll find out that those people are your brothers and sisters. You understand? And you coexist for all eternity. Now, or together, you coexist, yeah. Oh, sorry, coexist has the togetherness inside. Anyway, so, in a practical sense, you know, because this one is nice, oh, we're all fellow citizens and brethren and all those things, household of God. But in a practical sense, how does this play out? And I'll tell you, it plays out within the local church because the family of God, God has the church universal. When we say universal, I mean church, both those all over the world who are born again and those who have even died. Church universal, like it's past, present, everybody from the time, from the first convert to <laughs> you get their first apostles down to us. All of us are one family, right? Now, the thing about it is that within those families, you have what we call the local church. The local church basically is... It works like this. It's like a smaller division of the body. It's just how I put it. Okay, it's like Nigeria that has different, let's just say states. No, I think that's a bad, terrible example. Uh, Okay, a village that has different clans, but it's the same village, all of them related by blood, but different clans. I'm trying to find something here to work with. Anyway, 
the idea is that God calls a person and then tells the person to begin a family, right? So in the natural, we see it as a man and woman come together, do plenty of things, and then they have children and they start a u- unit. Same thing here. God calls a man and then the man starts something. Now, when he starts a church or whatever, starts a ministry, the next thing is that everybody who gets when they go out there on evangelism and they win souls get people saved and all that and they come back and they become part of the church they become part of the workforce and everything now this is actually where family things begin because the church is supposed to be a family that does home training a family that trains its people do you get what there are two things that unite us actually actually one thing unites us which is the spirit the spirit of god in us unites us as believers but then the mission of that spirit, right? Aha. Bible says you receive power, Acts 1 8, you receive power when the Holy Ghost is come on you, and you will be my witnesses. In other words, it means that the Holy Ghost is there for one major reason. He's there to help with the assignment. Bible calls Jesus Lord the Lord of the harvest. You understand? The Holy Ghost is, you know, in charge of the harvest of souls on the earth. And so we are all partnering, if you think about it. We partner with our pastor to actually achieve God's assignment, God's commission. When God calls a man, it's just because someone has been charged. He calls a man, that man obeys God, begins to multiply, and then he forms a family. And the family, they partner together to take the gospel to the world. That is the idea. So if you think about it, the church is united around a mission. There is a mission for the church. Now, if there is anywhere to experience family spirit outside of your own immediate family, it should be the church. The bond in the church may and should even be stronger than your natural family. Now, I'm sure if you've worked, if you've interned somewhere, if you've worked somewhere, or if you've been part of an organization or whatever, you may you may have experienced that family system to a point. Maybe if even as a student in school, you may have experienced it to a point. Like, for example, an organization like a bank, usually because everyone is rallying around an objective to make the bank money because that's how their own salaries get paid. So you see there's a bond. Something brings them together. So everybody's scrambling, running around, making sure things are done. Their boss is saying, do this, do that, you know. They're united around something. But the truth about it is that that's just money. It's just money. Money will fade. Anything can happen, right? Um, a family, a nuclear family is united around what? Blood. You get blood and care or something, fine. But then the church is united around a vision, a mission, right? The mission is going into all the world and make disciples. You see, there's a world out there to actually, uh, what's the word? There's a world out there to actually save. And so God has his teams, his units all over the world rallying around, coming together to actually go out there and do it. So it's if you think about it, first of all, there's a recruitment part, which is going out there and preaching the gospel. You recruit people, you get them saved, they come in, and what do you do? The next thing is that you invite them to the family and training begins. What is the training for? The training is to send them out again. Do you understand? You are recruiting them to send them out as soldiers to go back and bring the harvest. So when you understand there is a common vision, and it's not just that it's a common vision binding people. You're actually family. You are family carrying out the common vision. This should make you realize that the church should be your second home. The church should literally be your second home. You know, there's this, um, <laughs> I'll call it evil under the sun, where we go to church on Sunday 
and we just spend one hour, one and a half hours. And he was saying, no time, no time, no time. And you're running home and all that stuff. I'm not, if you go to each other's like that, uh, no shots fired, I beg. Do you understand? But the truth about it is that the church is much more than a, an event center where you just come to hear the pastor get entertained, pray for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and then go home. It is much more than that. The church is a family. And there has there's, the, there's so much bonding that should go on between the members. There's so much bond that should happen between the people. That is that you're, you're united around something. Like how I put it, there has to be a sense of purpose and family. It should be that you're longing to go. You can't wait to go to church because you, of the people you meet. They're your friends. Your friends should be in the church. There are people. There are many believers whose friends, best friends, are not in the church. There are many believers whose friends are Muslims, atheists, and different things. Like they are not born again, they're not saved, and they are friends. I mean, I'm talking about close friends. Man, my ride or dies and everything. It doesn't make sense, you know. The best people should be within within the church. It's a common vision, and not just that, but you should be serving. Many people say, "I don't like church. Church is lonely." It's because you are not part of a department or something. You're not doing anything within the church. Go try. Go join a department. Join something. Do something you like. If there's nothing you like, and it's the church has a need for some, you can create a new department. And the pastor, I think that this church needs to have a social media department. And I mean, who wouldn't want that if you run it and all that? You get there's many ways you could serve. Create a unit, join one, find a need. You understand? There's so many ways to reach out and help and all that and serve in the church. You understand? You can get part of its system, get part of it. You get because let me just tell you how the average church, like at least in my own experience of life, me being having been part of a local church or local church is and i mean even in school i've really been ever since my year two i've been part of the church bumper to bumper back to back this is how many years now uh let me see that was 2000 and uh, let's just say more than over 10 years now under nine ten years or so yeah i've been part of the local church part of it in and out in and out you understand now my average week okay when i was in school before I come into real life, for when I left school, when I was in school, and I want to say that if you're in school, and that's actually the best time to join the church. That's the best time to serve God. There's just you will have so much time for for God. It's unbelievable. You there will be so much you will learn in that period that you may not learn when you're out of school. So my average week probably looks like this. Okay, so Monday. Mm, go to wherever you understand probably you're doing okay no let's start with sunday so sunday service ends then you have we go we called no 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 let me not start from sunday let me start from monday so monday is a typical day you understand of course you, back then in school my I, my friends in church where you know my hostel other hostels we see each other i know how far how far spend time in each other's rooms and all that tuesday I think Tuesday or Wednesday was the service, was midweek service. Then, of course, wherever you are coming from, you have to come back early, set up, find the hall sometimes, set up the church venue, and then you guys will be there till, I mean, it's maybe you have at six, sometimes you should be there by five. Sometimes lectures end a bit late, maybe a bit late, but you'll be there, set up, and then you have service and it would probably end by they would say eight but usually maybe nine and <laughs> if the power of god went wild man maybe ten do you understand and so you know 
I mean, you may grumble say, is it not to? No, no, no. When you understand it's your household, your family, you won't mind staying. Because what are you going to do? What are you running out to do? So, you do that. Then, of course, take new first timers and all that. So, Thursday, we come. Then, maybe we, sometimes you may have an extra workers' meeting or something on Thursdays. Friday would come. Then, we'd have what we call travel prayers by Friday. Uh, yeah, on Friday by. 9 p.m. 9 to 12 9 to 11 we pray all through and all that you get then saturday saturday is follow up there and evangelism so you go you have to go and follow up all the people you've been evangelizing throughout the week you've been talking to about jesus you've been inviting to church you follow them up and everything saturday is also quite rehearsal saturday is also set up and all that stuff and then sunday you now go on sunday sunday service you have to go very early have to go get a bus pack the people or the souls that you are trying to bring to church follow them up sometimes run after them chase them iron their clothes do all those things come in there go to church you know church me two three hours after that you stay for workers meeting <laughs> you get workers meeting will last maybe under two hours or so three hours sometimes you get home in the evening night and all that and i mean some people are probably tired of this in their own churches because they're like ah now wow what is going why are we the only church but the truth is that it's christ's mission it's christ's assignment if you think about it when you in an organization they will actually do worse to you an organization back to back bumper to bumper every single day some organizations you will walk from <laughs> you walk from 7 or 8 a.m to like 6 p.m 7 p.m sometimes 9 p.m you're still doing work you are loaded, exhausted. You will come back the next day, everything. So then we'll take your Saturdays, and then we'll take your Sundays too. You are working for how much? One fifty thousand, hundred thousand. Many times it's not even much. In fact, there are some eighty thousand, sixty thousand. They will overwork you. They are taking your time, all those things. And you know the funny thing? After that money, nothing. There's nothing that about that work that will actually pass this ceiling or roof. It won't pass time. It won't enter eternity. Nothing. Do you get? But when it comes to the work of God, you have an opportunity to put treasure for yourself, to build accolades and status for yourself in the afterlife. You understand? You have the opportunity to see souls won, which I think is even the biggest reward. You have the opportunity to see soul, souls won. Because really, it's about souls. The engine of the church is about marketing or, or reaching out to souls. That's the point. So everything we do from morning to Sunday or Monday to Sunday, the teaching, everything, the self-fellowship, all those, everything we do is around souls. It's around God's assignment. There is no better place you can be than the church. There is no greater family you can be than the church. There is no greater assignment you can ever follow in this life than what the assignment of the church is. And that's the truth. And your pastor is like a father that God has given to you. And he actually has the authority, you understand, to say people should stay longer hours. You get stay longer hours, do things longer. You know, because your life, the truth, let me say this, there is nothing wrong with your life revolving around the church. I know some people laugh at it and everything, but the truth is there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with your life revolving around church. There's nothing wrong with, like, every church is first, every other thing is secondary. There's nothing wrong with that, that your life is around church. The only problem is when people are extreme, which is that they just, all they do is church and they have no life outside church. They don't, they're not doing a business, they're not working, they're not doing anything, they're just there. You get hair. Uh, Unless God has told you, I know of people who God told them, you know what, I want you to serve in this capacity, maybe as an admin for the church. I don't want you to work, I want you to be there. There are cases like that. Do you get? But your life should revolve around the church. 
it should this need for this new kind of christianity that that were forming and saying ah, look i beg about no time no time you get you just come church is one hour pam just enter and say ah, i like it short short services short. so what did they teach you what did you learn you get <laughs> is that what teaching with jesus when he sat down and taught is that how he taught just sat down with teacher and teach and teach one time he taught for three days three full days three days he a whole a whole crowd followed him out church in the wilderness for three full days it was later than i realized ah they're hungry you get how about the apostles how about paul paul thought to a point that one utigos guy fell asleep and died <laughs> you get so long services or long meetings are actually apostolic spending time in the house of god spending time in the church you get being there look at how the bible talks in the book of acts about how they broke bread together if i let me see if i can find it acts of the two look at how the early, early church you know did their own whatever acts chapter 2 verse um 41 they would then they gladly received this word and were baptized and the same day were added unto them three thousand souls now see what happened with three thousand souls verse 42 and they continued steadfastly in the apostles teaching and in fellowship in togetherness they were always together and in the breaking of bread and in prayer so look at this they were taught together they stayed together bonded together they ate together and they prayed together. Are you seeing that? So in breaking of bread, in prayers. So if you look at this activity, they were always together. They were usually together. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together. Look at that. Are you see, we're what? Together. This is the strength. We're what? Together. There's a togetherness we should have. Should be together. Anyone, you all you that want to isolate yourselves, they don't say you are you are an online Christian. You don't know what you're doing. They're together. They are meant to be together in the local church. They had all things in common. There should be togetherness. You should. There should be more time spent with the church. I'm telling you, <laughs> right? If your pastor says, you know what? This Saturday we're doing ten hours prayer. You shouldn't be start or start to grumble. I mean, your flesh will grumble, but the truth is, you need it. You come together as a church and you pray. Your pastor is a shepherd. He's a father. He keeps you together. His instructions keep you together. You understand? You should never get tired of, oh, we have another meeting, oh, ah, another meeting, oh, there's another meeting, oh, God, another meeting. Are you serious? Another meeting, another meeting, oh. Of course, there's the part where you also have a life, right? When there's too many meetings, I think you probably have to have a sit down with your pastor and say, oh, sir, based on this, 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 you get. But I'm really talking to the people who don't, oh, they always look for an excuse not to be in church look for an excuse to run away look for an excuse just so it, for them it's not really about they just don't want to be there they want they don't want to be around there they would rather use their time for other things use their time for other people you know it's just funny you spend your time you know for one pastor no not pastor sorry a bank a banker or a bank you spend your 40 50 years so people literally live their lives in a bank live their lives in a bank you're just there ah time is passing time some people some people i even know some people, they don't even get married they don't get married not because they don't want to but because the time they spend so much in the bank, they don't even go out they don't visit nothing their lives are given to the bank to their 50s 60s <laughs> their lives are given to the bank you understand their lives are given to the bank. and i mean as i said it's just about money there's no relevance beyond this time but when it comes to the church god wants you to be invested in it to serve in it to have a family so people they only just they just they think it's just about service it's not just about service it's about family you understand coming to meet your brethren 
building meaningful relationships in church building meaningful business relationships in the church you get if possible building marital relationships within the church yes it's not the bad thing it's when you spend time invested doing things together it's even when you begin to like find out people who are who have common goals with you you realize oh this person also has a passion like me look let me tell you it's better to when you're serving in local church like that and you build relationship people over time by serving together being together bonding together doing gospel together and all those things then one day it can lead to maybe a business partnership at least you know that this person will not dupe you is your brother and even if he tries anything because of the kind of bond all of you have in the church you get in the proper church what happens even if a person tries to tries anything there's a father there's a pastor in the church like you know that's that can be reported to there are many of these things you get it comes to a spouse one of the best places hands down to get a spouse is in the church or at least around spiritual activities around spiritual things because you have the time to observe people see how they serve god see how they do all those things. i think to me when it comes to having getting married the number one thing is this person's relationship with god how is it that's the first thing that's the first thing before beauty and of course beauty is uh, very primary but even more important than beauty is what is this person's rapport with the lord you understand and it is when you spend time with people and that's the problem people don't spend time together anymore because the truth is that <laughs> when you want to spend time you get but when you're in the church you people are spending time you are seeing the every day you see this person come around she does the same thing or he does the same thing you are seeing the person working in technical department working in media sound working in the choir you are observing every day you you talk you build relationships you chat. it it helps now of course i i'm not saying i don't understand all the scandalous things that happen in church and all that stuff. I, I do do you understand but the truth is that it's still hands down if it's a good church it is still hands down the best place for those kind of things to happen those kind of relationships to mature and evolve unless the church is the forming church everybody's trying to package and form what they are not but when everyone is honest you are honest with yourselves and everything it's a wonderful place wonderful place and i think that if you don't have this relationship you're missing out and for you i think if you're a student hear me if your school has a fellowship go and join the fellowship join the fellowship start from there join the fellowship go and learn all those things learn grow be around believers being around believers is what shaped me up so much in my school days being around believers yes they shaped me up so much so so much being around them all those rigorous activities the tireless we will do today tomorrow we have training we have this one there after tomorrow this one that one sometimes they're like monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday don't we have you get but today that's why we are what we are because we yielded ourselves to those trainings and to those things and i believe that you are missing out on something if you don't have that in your life okay so definitely get that in your life guys <laughs> and i believe everything will be fine okay so that's it as i said i was thinking pondering it's in my heart for you to actually imbibe that as lockdowns are easing please find your way back to church don't think that church has ended because of lockdown lockdowns are ending so as church is opening please go back to church god bless you have a wonderful day and bye-bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sen pst.essien see you there